Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is May 2nd, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for your boy, uh, it turns out uh, my little cat allergies that I thought I had, it turns out were not cat allergies. Your boy has been sick and it's not fun. I, um, I you know, if you're a regular uh, anytime I get sick, I, I fold. I'm the biggest man baby when it comes to getting a cold, stomach thing, whatever. I'm just done. So I, uh, I wound up trying to say, fuck, I'm going to try to go to work. I was there for like maybe two hours. And I, I had to go. I was like, no. And I, I just slept all Monday night. <laughs> uh, just been like achy, uh, nauseous, um, Let's see, my head was hurting, a lot of mucus, so much mucus, ugh. So I don't know if it's like a super cold, uh, some, I don't know, new COVID, I don't know, I don't know, either way, your boy's just been sloppy, been real messy, um, so yeah, I've been kind of trying just to tough it out, staying in, drinking fluids, had some soup, and, uh, oh, I will say though, I treated myself today, uh, Panera got me, they had an ad for toasted baguettes, and I said, what? And I got to say, um, just for starters, the one thing I did not like about this baguette after I got it is it's not as big as it's advertised. Like, they make that thing look like it's bigger than a foot long or something like that. It's it's a pretty big sandwich, but it's about that. It's about a foot long. Um, that being said, I got a uh, capri- a goddess, what was it, goddess salad caprese melt, something like that. And I added bacon. I felt like that was just going to be a good thing, and uh, it came with a bag of chips, and it was very yummy. Yummy, 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 yummy. So that's, like, been at least the silver lining of my sick day as of today. I said, fuck it, we're going to try to make some content, talk about some news. Um, that being said, I appreciate my newsies for being patient with me. I took Monday off, but I did get an episode up. If you'd like to check it out, it is available now. Um, but yeah, enough about me. We can talk about the news real quick. Let's see, from uh, ABC7, Illinois dust storm pileup crash on I-55 involving 72 vehicles leaves six dead or 30 hurt. Now, they say that these like dust storms are like kind of common, like they're not super new, but I think just this one was just such a big one and um, just caused a lot of damage. So this is my first time hearing about something like this. So I figured I just wanted to kind of talk about it. Uh, but a dust storm in central Illinois led to a pile of crash of more than 70 cars that killed six people and injured more than 30 others Monday. Uh, this took place on the expressway south of Springfield, closing a nearly 20-mile stretch of I-55. Um, there's a lot of talk of just, like, the visibility just going to, like, near zero. Um, it, it, it almost reminds me of, like, the old Dust Bowl photos from, like, the Depression era kind of thing only it's happening on a highway and um yeah i could imagine just the amount of damage that could do on a busy highway um you know people can't see where they're going anymore you can't even even pull over with all the traffic so yeah i mean definitely sad to hear that there was like six people who died and obviously (coughs) all the injuries they also talk about just 
some of the vehicles being so damaged you couldn't even identify them. So um, definitely a messy scene. Um, it looks like they've gotten like all the cars, you know, off the road. It looks like I don't know if the road's back on. Um, let's see. Um, as crews work to clear the wreckage, there may be there may have been hazardous materials that spilled. Officials want to ensure all of that is cleaned up before they reopen the area. So, um, so yeah, that was an interesting weather development that came up. I didn't know that dust storms in Illinois were a thing. Uh, I guess when I think of a dust storm, I think of like, uh, like just flatland. I don't know, like Montana or something. So I was like, oh, in Illinois, that's crazy. Uh, let's see. We have some other news here. Also not fun news, sadly. Uh, from the Associated Press, Oklahoma woman, sex offender controlled daughter's family. Uh, let's see, a registered sex offender found dead on a rural, rural Oklahoma property with his wife, her teenage children, and two visiting teens kept the family under lock and key and always had to know where they were, the wife's mother said Tuesday. Uh... So the wife's mother is Jeanette Mayo, who's 59 years old. And um, she said that Jesse McFadden, who was the, um, the man in question, um, had a controlling behavior that was concerning, but the family didn't learn about his criminal history until a few months later. Um, and she says, uh, he lied to my daughter and he tried to convince her it was all just a huge mistake. Uh, he was very demure. He was very standoffish, generally very quiet. But he kept my daughter and kids basically under lock and key. He had to know where they were at all times, which sent up red flags. Um, let's see. The sheriff, Eddie Rice, said Monday that the bodies found near the town of Henrietta were believed to include those of two missing teens, Ivy Webster, 14, Brittany Brewer, 16, along with McFadden, the felon with whom authorities said the teens had been traveling. But Rice said the state medical examiner would have to confirm the victim's identities. Um, see, it's really sad, you know, state of affairs. Let's see. Um, they also have another story in here uh, adding to just the list of mass shootings, which is obviously very high in America. Um, the four people shot are, uh, hold on, let's see. It pushes the number of people slain in mass killings past 100 for the year. Uh, the four people found shot to death in an RV in a small Mojave desert community in California over the weekend represented the 19th mass killing of the year, according to a database maintained by the Associated Press and USA Today in a partnership with Northeastern University. The most during the uh, first four months of the year since it was recorded in 2006, excuse me, um, I was like very sad stats, sad that like, you know, we're just having combos of these mass killings in America. Um, I mean, that being said, I don't know what the, um, just going back to the Oklahoma thing. I don't know what the guy's motive was. Um, like, I mean, I hope that more details maybe come out and that, you know, we can kind of talk about that more if there is more, but, um, yeah, obviously it's a super sad situation in both cases. Um, but yeah, definitely a strange case that unfolded there. 
Um, let's see. Now let's talk about some banking shit uh, from Reuters. Regulators seize First Republic Bank sale a- sell assets to J.P. Morgan. Now we've been covering a lot of bank stuff this year. Obviously, First Republic Bank is not the first bank to go down, but we did cover them. They were looking like, hey, they just got like more or less bailed out. Like they are looking better. But it seems like what about six, seven weeks or so after the um, Silicon Valley Bank failure, and then obviously the Signature Bank failure, um, First Republic just couldn't couldn't make it. It looks like um, even with the added help of the you know the bailout money, all that kind of shit. Um, or full bailout money, I don't know what you want to call it, whatever, but, um, people were still just doing a lot of withdrawals, um, just moving their money to bigger banks, and, um, it just left First Republic on its ass, and they, um, went into the process of getting bought out by another bank, and, um, several banks, uh, auctioned for them, I guess it's like a whole process that, um, like, winds up happening when a bank is, um, in dire straits like this. So, um, like normally a big bank can't just come through and say, Oh, well we can afford to just buy you over. So let's just do that. Like any one bank can't just do that, but because of the situation, then they get the green light to be allowed. And so they auctioned for it and JP Morgan bought it up. So of course, Jamie Diamond is, or Jamie Diamond, whatever the fuck his name is, he's very stoked. <laughs> um, he's, you know, this is another example of big bank take little bank, uh, First Republic is kind of like a smaller, medium bank. They appeal to the kind of people who are going to have at least $250,000 or more. Um, and, you know, at the time when they probably got involved with this bank, it just made sense. There was probably more incentives for them. But naturally, with the rise of interest, you know, with this whole inflation time that we're in, it's just folded a lot of these places. It's it's highlighted a lot of the issues. Like a lot of these banks have been acquiring assets, doing a lot of things, but then with all this interest, it just kind of blows back on them. Obviously, I'm not an economics guy, so I'm not obviously explaining this the you know the best. But um, yeah, it just it didn't work out for them. It looks like now all of the uh, first republics are going to be Chase banks now. It also looks like. Um, if you have an account still with First National Bank, you are going to be fine. I think you are more or less whole. Um, and I, what I mean by that is it's not just the FDIC $250,000 limit. I think because it's just a straight up takeover, your money is still in this bank. It's just Chase Bank now. Uh, that being said, if you're an investor, you aren't getting made whole. You're on your ass. I think the last time I checked, their their stocks went down to like $3 or something like that. So pretty much worthless. Um, so it's definitely not good if you were investing in um, First National Bank. But I think if you're just, you know, have your money in there, you're probably okay. Um, that being said, I mean, people are obviously worried. Like, is this a bad sign for banks right now? Or like, you know, is this, uh, you know, uh, a sign of the times? Is this going to keep happening? Or is this kind of more of a blip on the radar? Um, it kind of remains to be seen. I know that interest rates are potentially going to be going up again by another like quarter point, but then maybe set to be like that for a while, not go up. <coughs> um, but I mean, we'll, we'll see who's left standing at the end of all this shit. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you had asked me after they got that little partial bank bailout, whatever, I thought they would have been fine. 
they just would have kept it kept it moving but i guess they just really couldn't survive the whole bank run situation of people just saying nope i don't feel comfortable here i don't feel like i'm making my money here the way i i thought i was going to this is actually a distraction for me and like you know let's say you're a guy with a startup or whatever you don't want to be worrying about is my money okay or not you just want your money to be put up and okay and out of sight out of mind kind of deal um so yeah uh, interesting development. I really kind of thought we were moving away from the banks and the trains, but it looks like the banks are still a thing. Uh, all right. We got one more thing to go. I'm going to take my classic little break. Ooh. All right. Man, I miss beer. <laughs> um, for the Associated Press, Hollywood writers begin strike. Late night shows go dark. Uh, the first Hollywood strike in 15 years began Tuesday as economic pressures of, sh- of the streaming era prompted unionized TV and film writers <coughs> oh, excuse me, um, to picket for better pay outside major studios a work stoppage that is leading most late night shows to air reruns. No contracts, no content. Uh, sign carrying members of the Writers Guild of America chanted outside the Manhattan building where NBC Universal was touting its Peacock streaming services service to advertisers. Um, let's see. Just uh, what exactly are um, you know writers right now looking for? Um, let's see. The union is seeking higher minimum pay, more writers per show and shorter exclusive contracts, among other demands, all conditions, it says, have been diminished in the content boom driven by streaming. Now, something I've been kind of, like, learning as this this strike has been building up is that, um, I don't know about you, but I, I, I thought that anyone in show business makes money. Like, I get it that, like, maybe you're not an actor, maybe you're a camera guy or whatever, but you make a decent living is what I thought. Um... I've learned over the past couple of years that is not the fucking case. Like, you get paid very shit work. It is very much a gig economy. But I also remember thinking still, just along this kind of train of thought, that if you were a writer, if you were a person who was literally making the content for the actors to act with, or, you know, the late night show people to do, SNL people, like, the, you're writing the sketches that they do, whatever, um, that you were getting paid a decent amount of money. And I think maybe back in the 90s, 80s, whatever, that might have been a little bit more the case. But definitely, as of the streaming era, that is completely not. A lot of writers are making very little money. It is not a high-paying profession. And especially the situation at hand is you sit down for a gig, and it can be done in a matter of weeks, and that's all the money you're going to get like from this whole project. You have to then go and line up another project as quickly as you can. Also, another potential issue is um, AI, believe it or not. Like, it's potentially something that people are talking about using in this whole writer strike situation. Um, Like, hey, we can just have AI writers. How about that? They're free. Um, But I I do think, just like in 2007, you're going to see a major dip. Not just in reruns, but also then with... Um, the, the people who, the, the, the companies, productions, whatever that decide to go without the writers or they try to say, Hey, like we'll have our own people, right? Good luck. That's just going to be boo-boo. 
Um, I believe in the last strike during 2007, uh, that the losses in Hollywood were like $2.1 billion. So they are standing to lose a lot of money for this whole thing, but I guess they would rather lose that money than pay people what they're fucking worth, uh, which is fucking sad and a freaking shame. Um, it's not like these people are asking for much. They're just asking for the amount of money they need to like fucking live. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I do get it. Like it's one of those things where you can see actors, writers, all kinds of people on TV talking about this, talking about that, and you think they're doing great, doing doing well. But like, no matter what, you should always be getting paid what you're worth. Whether you're a janitor in a fucking school or you're a fucking uh, Hollywood writer, you know, whoever. Like, you should be getting paid your way. You should be getting paid the wage that you are worth. Um, and it should be a living wage. Like, it should be worth your worth and the time, like, so that you can actually, like, live a life when you're done. Um, I don't know. You shouldn't have to fucking struggle like this. Um, they do have a... They talk about, what is it, the Quantum of Solace, the James Bond movie, that I think they said they filmed during the, um, the 2007-2008 strike. And, um, you know, Daniel Craig more or less talks about how, like, you know, I was like, I'm not a writer. And they definitely got a show, <laughs> um, you know, because they needed to do, like, rewrites and stuff of the initial script, things like that nature. Um, and I definitely remember thinking, I'm like, Quantum of Solace is definitely the one that fell off. I, like, didn't – I watched it and it was kind of like, I'm kind of done now. Like, and, uh, you know, it, it just is what it is. Sometimes, you know, things fall short. It's not your cup of tea. But I think it also goes to show that, like, writing is so important – and when you take these people out, you then, like, all these late-night shows, all these sketch shows, they just go to zero. Then the quality of anything that's new that comes out is just so diminished and it's very sad. Or, you know, places like Netflix are going to try to, like, do other imports from, like, other countries maybe, things of that nature, kind of consolidate their new content during the strike. But once again, you could just cut all that bullshit out and just pay the people what they're owed, you know? That's pff, wild thought. Crazy notion. Um, that's all I got for the day. Um, nice and easy episode. Um, I'm not saying I'm back, but I'm back. <laughs> like, I never left. I, I think about it. I was like, oh, yeah. Like, if you're a newsy, you know I took a day off. But if you're, like, not a newsy, then you're just like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, you're, you're actually here on Tuesday. I don't usually hear you on Tuesday. I'm not used to that yet. Well, good. Because <laughs> I don't know how, how long I'm going to keep this whole doing everyday thing up, but I'm doing my best. I, I really love giving you guys the news, and I feel like as long as it's available, I want to be on to talk about it. Um, and plus, it's 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 good. This is very therapeutic for me, if you will. Um, <laughs> podcasting might very well be the best medicine for me. <laughs> I hope. Fingers crossed. Uh, that's all I got for today. If you would like to help and support the podcast, uh, patreon.com says Isaiah News. Uh, let's see, you get bonus access to uh, my episodes. I do like one every week. Also, you get a hot link to the Discord. Um, though you can get that for free. You just have to hit me up. Um, just find me in the wild. I'll give it to you. And then um, also, I do a shout out, which I'm about to do now. Uh, I call it like the Newsy Roll Call. I shout you guys out. I plug anything you guys are doing, little projects, you know, little networking, little linking and building with the fam. Um, so yeah, let's here we go since it's the top of the month. Uh, let's see. Stephanie Renee. Hiya. Thank you. That is like the Alpha Newsy. She was the first. I always love giving her her flowers. I, I, I remember I couldn't believe it. That was back when this podcast had a whole other name she was sub. So big shout outs. Deborah McIntosh. 
What up, homie? How you doing? May the May the fourth be with you. I know it's not the fourth yet. It's coming up soon, but I'll go ahead and give that one up. Um, I hope you have an amazing month, brother. And then to Edward Haas, thank you so much for just being a homie, being a great newsie. I appreciate all of your feedback, the vibes you send. You're the best. And also, I want to tell you guys to go check out Commander's Conclave. Not just because it's something that I am like a person who like, you know, does little guest content with them. I also watch them every week. I'm also a patron subscriber my fucking self. Um, I love their shit. They're amazing. They do awesome Magic the Gathering uh, EDH commander content. Um, if you just like to do that. Um, also, hit them up with a subscribe. Go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button. Also, you can do that for Isaiah's newsstand. You can do that for my channel, Isaiah Edwards, whatever. You know, you can find me. Um, go ahead. Just sub it up. Do that. Because they're trying to get to 1,000. I just want to get more subbies. Um, but yeah, great project. Uh, definitely highly recommend. Go check that out on the YouTubes. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for that. Free ways to hit me up though. Facebook, Tumblr, not Tumblr. I mean, you could probably find me on Tumblr, but I haven't checked that in a, a while. Uh, Twitter, that's what I meant. Uh, also IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. And yeah, that's pretty much all the free easy ways to find me. Um, I love, uh, talking about news. So feel free to, you know, gibby gabby with me about that. Uh, I'm here for it. And yeah, that's all I got for today. So thank you so much for tuning in. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.